This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Thursday night edition of the show. We got a lot to chat with you about as we get ready for a football Sunday big time weekend. Here we go. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also via Twitter at Hardest ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Along with JP and Jake the Snake, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey Gordon, Harry, how we doing, my friend? We're doing great. We're doing great. We're doing. You know what, Gordon? I gotta tell you, I feel a little bad for the Islanders and their fans. And you know, you have a brand new building. Yeah. Every every game has been sold out. Over 17K there tonight. And Gordon, you lose with 11 and a half seconds to go. You had leads, you give them back. You have leads, you give them back. And it is just so reminiscent. And we've talked about this a lot. When you reach deep into the postseason in back-to-back years, it's so hard to get back there. It really is. Something, sometimes things just don't break the right way like they did before. Sometimes you're a little lucky. Sometimes things just fall your way. Now, look, it's early. They can still turn some things around. But, Gordon, this is clearly they are not playing the way they've played the last two years. Well, it's the old John Madden line. When you lose in yeah. the playoffs, it's not just the pain of the loss and your season ending, but the realization of all the work that you're going to yeah. have to do just to get back to the same spot, just to have another chance. And the Islanders got that last year. And, and I know, look, they've been injured. They had the COVID stuff. Uh, they had the road trip and all this type of stuff. But they might be the worst New York sports team right now. They yeah. got six wins. I know. <laughs> now, they've played fewer games than everybody else, but they got mm-hmm. six. The Rangers just finished off a seven-game winning streak. Yeah. The Islanders have six wins, can't win at their own building. No. Their goal differential is like a minus 22, 23, something like that. I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the sport right now. And you're right. I mean, there's a lot of time to turn it around. But, boy, that would be that would be one of the more shocking turner. I mean, they it might be, be. I mean, that would, they might just have one of those years where it just never gets figured yeah. out. Yeah. You know, it's, and to follow up what John Madden said is what Rex Ryan said at the podium in Pittsburgh. He says, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it was a tough fight. But, you know, when we come back, we don't start here. We got to go all the way back to the beginning and start all the way back. And for him, remember, he he went to the conference finals his last year in Baltimore. So he actually went three years in a row to the AFC conference final game, AFC title game, and didn't make the Super Bowl. So, you know, it wears on you, Gordon, deep into the postseason mentally, and especially last year with the COVID and all the issues you had there. Yeah. It, it, It was a tough ride for them. It was a tough ride. It just does not seem like it's their year this year. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Speaking of not being their year this year, how bad did the Steelers look in the first half, Gordon? You know, you watch that first half, and I tweeted this earlier. It it, it makes you wonder how the Steelers have won six games and how the Vikings have lost seven. I mean, the, the Vikings were as dominant as you could be. It seemed like they had everything, whatever they wanted to do. You want to throw the ball to, to Justin Jefferson for 20 yards? You got it. You want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook for another 15? Go right ahead. Like, they could they could do no wrong. And now, it almost is like they kind of let their foot off the gas, mm-hmm. and uh, this is all of a sudden turning out to be a game. And with the way the Vikings have played this year, yeah, 
no Viking fan in the world can feel confident with where they are, even up by two scores, because they have been. I mean, I made the the the, the I mentioned the stat last night about every single game this year they've led by at least seven points, and they have mm-hmm. seven losses, and That's they right. got five wins. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, a little bit, uh, a little bit too close for comfort if you're a Viking fan. I mean, they had. I was talking with uh, Snake about it, Gordon. A hundred and fifty, a hundred and seventy-six yards on the ground at the half. Yeah, at the half. Yeah, <laughs> and the Steelers, I think, had thirty-three total yards, or thirty-five exactly. or so, something like that. So, it was um, you know, the Steelers after last year, it was crystal clear they had to improve their offensive line, and that then. Uh, you know, if you're not going to protect them, you, you got to start looking for what the next guy is yeah. going to be at, at the quarterback yeah. position. And they did not fix the offensive line. They drafted a running back and Najee Harris, who's very talented, but he's mm-hmm. got nowhere to go. Yeah, because there's mean, no, it's a, no holes. It, it, right. It's, it's just another example of like the running back is the least important, uh, <laughs> one of the least important parts of the running game. Like you yeah. have to have all the other things working first, and then you get the running back and you can find that guy. But. Yeah, Steelers look like they're uh, a bit of a mess tonight. And Roethlisberger, how old does he look? Yeah, how oh, old does he look tonight? He looks about he 175. So he, 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 he looks oh. as old as I feel like when I wake up after like a long run the day before and I'm like <laughs> creaking and, you know, getting up out of bed and just trying to get some coffee in me, you know? Oh, he look. I mean, just running down the field into, into, at halftime going into the locker. He's taking some hits like, tonight, oh. man. He is yes, taking he some hits. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I'm used to him like sh- shrugging them off. Yeah, you know, and and leveling some on his own, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, there was a time that, t- was. that tonight that t- tonight is not that time. I can tonight, say that for sure. No, tonight is a memory. Yeah, <laughs> tonight is is a look into the future. And I, I saw somebody on Twitter <laughs> tweeted out, "You've got Mason Rudolph extended into 2022. Shouldn't you bring him in?" I'm like, uh, "No, no, no. We've seen <laughs> no. we've seen all we need to see for Mason Rudolph. That." Like, I don't know what the answer is long-term for the Steelers at quarterback. It ain't Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I, I know that much so right now. That's for sure. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. At 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. And, Gordon, you're right. The Steelers got a wake-up call, huh? It's showing some signs here. This might be an interesting fourth quarter. Vikings are just so predictable. I mean, this is just their tip. Now, look, they're leading by two scores. I mean, the Steelers would have to get two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. they probably will be okay. But, I mean, you just know going into this that last series – they're going to run on first down. They're going to run on second down. And if they get to a third down and more than five, then they'll throw the ball. And sure enough, that's what they did. So mm-hmm. they don't take any time off the clock. And, you know, they still got you know, 13 minutes to go. So we shall see. It is interesting. It is interesting. Well, Gordon, you know this week is uh, fascinating because we'll start with the Jets. They have a game with the New Orleans Saints. This Saints offense is not very good. I mean, let's be honest. No. It's not very good. But their defense is still stout. However, they've got some COVID folks uh, that are not going to be available this week. And I think one of them is on defense. So (laughs) here's an opportunity once again to see what Zach Wilson's going to be able to do and how Mike LaFleur is going to be able to call the game. I will say, and last week in the first half, it was a pleasant surprise to see him kind of be in rhythm to see him make mm-hmm. make the you know be firm in his decision making 
and Absolutely. not hold on to the football. And, and he actually, Gordon, I think he really kind of moved some defenders on a couple of plays. It, it was, I know it was just a half, but it was, it, it, it was, it's, it's been so bad for him. You have to stand up and, and give him a standing ovation for the first half he had. It was the first half as opposed to the second half. And when it's the second half and the games are a blowout, you know, it's kind of hard to take anything really all that seriously. And, and there's no, there's not been any carryover from his strong second halves when he's had them to the first halves of the next game. So uh, for him to go out there and play as he did in the in the first half, yeah, I think it was important. He did look the part. Now, I'm not saying he's turned the corner. Mm-mm. I need to see a whole lot more. But it was nice for a change to, to actually see a player who looked like he has played quarterback before, getting the ball out of his hand quickly, as you said. He's got a real strong arm, and and he looked like he was comfortable in the system for the first time all year. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. But uh, I'm not ready to uh, put any money down on that just yet. Let's you know that's that's what I want to see the rest of this way. You know, mm-hmm. like let's see him go out there and, and at least uh, formulate a baseline for knowing what to expect week in and week out. Absolutely. And so today he talked about. His goal, which he's mentioned before, Gordon, about wanting to make sure that as the season, as he continues to go during the season, to finish the season strong. Here's what he had to say. Well, I think the cool thing about my situation is I, I'm kind of looking at this like this is my second year, you know, kind of like I already played a first season. You know, I took some games off because of injury, and, and now I feel like that excitement, the the energy to want to, like, play and, and finish the, this season is 100% there for me just because I feel like I learned so many things, and then I and then I work to improve on them, and now i got to show them in the game. And so now I feel like, you know, I'm two games in to a new season. You know, I feel like, you know, the last five got to take, you know, very seriously as far as just working to improve every single day. So you know, I, I'm just really excited to go to practice every single day to apply just kind of what I've been working on what I've been seeing and just been very eager to, to, to just try and get better Zach has the New York market been what you expected it's an interesting question because you know BYU had a pretty good I'd say media base as well you obviously it's nowhere near you know New York and everything but I guess a part of me almost didn't really care kind of the opinions of of others outside of the facility just because it didn't matter you know so like you know whether it was more or less than I expected it almost didn't care you know and I think even now like you know what I say to my coaches what they say to me is kind of all I listen to you know I don't really listen to the outside noise and so I feel like it's kind of been what I expected you know I don't feel like it's been challenging at all to handle. Gordon, that's an interesting comment uh, about him saying this is almost like, wow, the Steelers just scored a touchdown, Gordon, just like that, march right down the field. Right down the field. <laughs> um, it's interesting to hear him talk about how, how he's viewing this. Like the first part of it before the injury was a season, and now he's looking at it, the injury was like the offseason, and now he's coming into his second year. That, that's interesting when you look at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could understand looking at it that way because the first half and, and then the injury were just so bad. Uh, I mean, it really did make you kind of question, like, oh, my God, is this is this where this kid is? Uh, because he really seemed overwhelmed. I, I mean, like, in the last few years, you'd be hard-pressed to come up with a quarterback taking up top five of the draft that looked this lost for mm-hmm. this long a period of time. So. Yeah, I mean, however he has to put it in his mind to think, all right, I'm going to flip the page here and we're going to have a decent last four or five games. If that works, go with it. Yeah, but it has to work. And you have to, yeah. to make sure that, you, that that's what you're doing. <laughs> you have to play you know, and improve on your play every single week and every single down. you got to make sure that you, know, you do what you need to do. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes from here. Uh, Mike LaFleur. The offensive coordinator was asked the same question about the New York market helping or hurting Wilson's growth. 
I'm sure this market challenges a person, a human, a quarterback, but this league does. It doesn't really matter where you're at. Like being in San Francisco, Atlanta, quarterbacks are always going to get challenged. And unless you're, you know, winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl, you're always going to get critiqued, you know, and you can't worry about it. You just got to worry about yourself, the guys around you, this building. And, uh, and I think Zach's made of the right stuff that, you know, he's able to ignore the noise and just, you know, come to work and, and try to get better each and every day. And, and again, just focus on what we're focused on, which is, like I said, right now, we're focused on our tempo, our eyes, don't overanalyze. Everything else outside of this building and this world doesn't matter to us right now. We have to focus on getting better every single day. Every single day. And Gordon, that, that is the focus of Zach Wilson, that he's got to put this team, understand what his goals are, understand that his work gets harder and harder every week because the more he has success, that means the more defenses are going to change that he's going to have to make adjustments to. And so uh, we'll, we'll find out a lot about this young man. And the one thing I will say about him is it doesn't appear as though he's lost his confidence. And when you struggle, and especially a guy like him who is not used to struggling, I mean, he, Gordon, he lost more games in the first half than he's had probably playing ever. <laughs> right. So it, it, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I don't think that the market had anything to do with his struggles. No, uh, you know, he just he, he and he would have gotten criticized anywhere if he played. If he, if you're the second pick in the draft. He played like he did the first. What was it? Seven games or whatever it was. Yeah, you're gonna get hammered. I mean, and I, I actually think that people have kind of been uh, reasonable in terms of the. Like, I don't get the sense that anybody has said, "Well, you know what? The Jets blew." You know, like anybody. I know callers sometimes. You know, go off the deep end. But nobody else has really said, oh, the Jets really blew it here. This guy's a bust already. We're going to need another quarterback. Get this guy out of here. Everybody's kind of taking it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But there's no question that he has been really way behind where we thought he probably would be coming into this season, even playing with a bad Jets team. And what's helped him is how bad the Jets have been. On the other side of the ball. Oh too. my God! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we talk so much about the defense. We almost, we almost listen. This defense was so bad, we almost forgot to tell you how good he was last week. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, their defense, and we were talking about it last night. I, I mean, it's it, it's just so glaring. It, you just see guys just running wide open, and it could be like third and nineteen, and yep. you're like, all right, they're going to get a stop here. Not necessarily. Like I don't know what their what their percentage is on like third down and more than ten, but it it feels like it's a it's a toss up if they're yeah. going to get off the field or not. Mo- no, it's not a toss up. Most of the times they do not get off the field. <laughs> yeah. It's not a toss up. No, it's not fifty fifty. It, no, it's it's a surprise when they do get off the yeah. field. Yeah, it's a surprise. Updating you now. I- Steelers went for the two, and you, you understand it. they're going to be chasing this two, Gordon, <laughs> yeah. to the end of this game, you can tell. But uh, they've scored three touchdowns in five minutes. Yep. And all of a sudden, the Vikings are in the same spot that they find themselves so often under Mike Zimmer. Like, we were talking about coaches that are going to get fired after this season. Mike yeah. Zimmer's going to get fired. I mean, they might win this game. Yeah. They might hold on. But, I mean, they I, look at the talent. Like, when you watch them, mm-hmm. you know, they got the they got a good offensive line. I know people aren't crazy about Kirk Cousins, but I gave you his numbers last night. He's not mm-hmm. really been the – I mean, he's thrown three interceptions the entire season coming into tonight. Yeah. Uh, the receivers are good. The defense is pretty good. But they just do not close out games, and I think a lot of it is because they're just so conservative all the time, and that yeah. comes back to coaching. Yeah, it does. When we return, we'll get more of your thoughts. We'll talk a little Giants. Damian Woody, uh, a little down on the Giants. Like a lot of people, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll hear from him next on ninety-eight seven ESPN.
not confident that, that you know, John Merrick can, can go out there and, and put this whole thing together because where's the evidence? Where's the evidence re- recently? Yeah. You know, as much as we, as much as, you know, people clown like the New York Jets, Giants has been right there with them as, as far as just, you know, one of, the, one of the worst franchises in the league over the past, you know, whatever it's been, you know, seven, eight years. So my opinion, blow it all up. Go trade for a proven commodity at the quarterback position, but I just think that John Murray and company, I think they, will, I think they're gonna give Joe Joe Judge some more time. I, I, that's my gut feeling that they're gonna give him some more time. Damian Woody on Keyshawn J Will and Max. You can hear from, you know, eight to ten Monday through Friday here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hardesty and Damian until midnight. And Gordon, uh, hate to say it, but if I'm a Giant fan. <laughs> Woody's absolutely right. That's what they need to do. But all you're hearing, Kay continues to talk about it. He keeps hearing that Joe Judge is coming back. And I don't know, Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, Kay's, you know, Michael is locked in. You know, he's, he's tuned in to the people. Are, he's not just making this up out of the blue. I mean, nope. and that's what the beat writers have been saying for a while, that he is coming back. So um, it just kind of makes it straight, like, to everyone who is looking at the Giants, I think objectively, they realize that, like, if it's a hundred is a complete tear down, blow up situation, or you know you're at zero where it's like you just have the normal change of an off season. I think the Giants are a lot closer to needing a hundred than mm-hmm. they are to zero. Mm-hmm. But it, it it certainly seems like the coach is coming back, and you have to think that if he's coming back, well, then the quarterback's coming back as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, we're going to change the GM. We'll make some more moves. And and think about it as well. Like, they are really kind of, in terms of a salary cap situation, just looking at some of the, you know, you can always kind of make cap space, but they, they're going to have to do some real maneuvering with some of the contracts that they have on the books for next year. It's not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. And it's not going to be easy Sunday. They are traveling to play the Los Angeles Chargers. And young Mr. Herbert, does a nice job out there, Gordon. Even though he hasn't been as good this year as he was last year, he's had some issues. But he—that's a good young quarterback. Yeah, he is, and uh, they are banged up at wide receiver. They've lost uh, Mike Williams because of uh, the COVID stuff, and he is unvaccinated. So I think it's almost certain that he will miss the game. I think mm-hmm. Keenan Allen is vaccinated, so at least there is the possibility that he could play. But if you lose your two. All you need to know is yeah. you lose your two top wide receivers. The Titans lost the Jets when they yeah. didn't have their two top wide right. receivers. So that That's makes right. anything possible. But, you know, the Giants are all banged up. That, you know, one of the thing about the Jets and the Giants is it never feels like they get any of these these injured players back. No, right? Forever. I mean, Kadarius been going Tony, like the whole like, year, you know right? what I mean? Like, you're waiting for all these. Like, you keep waiting. Oh, well, the Giants are going to be healthier in the second half. When? Like yeah. last week of the year, you talk about the Jets. You know, I kind of forgot Mackay Becton has been out this entire time. Yeah. Is he ever like, coming back? It was supposed to be, what, four to eight weeks? It's been like, he's going to be out the rest of the year probably. Yeah, it really I mean, does why would you bring him back? Yeah, you don't I need to bring him back now. Well, I mean, look, you got, what, five games left? If you, if you could have gotten him back now, okay, fine. Let's get, let's get, but yeah, you're talking, I mean, if he's not back now, he's probably not going to be back next week. So now you're talking about three games, maybe two games to get him back yeah. out there. So, yeah. Uh, it's very frustrating, and and that's a sign of a bad team. A lot of times, yeah. where guys get hurt, they don't come back because it's, it's a it's a cutthroat business, and and not that maybe it's it's spoken. I'm not saying that they're you know letting go of the rope, but mm-hmm. you know why am I going to go out? You know why am I going out there at 75 percent for a team <laughs> exactly. that has four wins? Yeah, it's true. 
It's true because you know this. It that's the business we have chosen in the National yeah, Football it, League, right? No, <laughs> it's not guaranteed. And, and, and look, for a lot of the Giants, they might be on different teams next year. That's for sure. That's for Same sure. Thing for the Jets, yeah, absolutely. There's going to be some changes, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, let's get to the phones. By the way, how about that? Going to take some momentum out of yourself. Sixty-two yard touchdown pass play, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's what the Vikings needed. Well, I would have preferred, you know, myself, uh, Justin Jefferson to get it, but it was K.J. Osborne. So for the Viking fan, they, I think they can breathe easier. Up 16 with seven minutes to go. Although if there is a team that could blow that, it would be the Vikings. <laughs> Off to the phones we go. Spike is in St. Pete. He's up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Spike. Hey, guys. Hey, Gordon. You would have said seven weeks ago it's Miami. What's that? Oh, absolutely. Although they have, I mean, they've done it plenty of times. They haven't done it recently because they've been playing a bunch of bad teams. But, no, absolutely, they can find a way. I want to push you on the other side of the fence. If if Miami's got a bye this week, I think. Yes, they buy this week, Jets the following week. Okay, oh. so if they, if, they beat, if they beat the Jets, Half I think bye. you could start talking a little positively. Uh, a little well, we'll see. Let's, Spike, if, if I, I evaluate things based on the evidence I am given. If the evidence is good, I say good things. If the evidence is bad, unfortunately, I just have a ton of topics where all the evidence is bad. So I don't no, know what to right, tell you. You're right. I use your yeah. rule with my wife. Uh, you know, I have a reaction to the shop. Rudy was nice enough to uh, mention it. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, I used your 48-hour rule with my wife yesterday. I said, uh, she says, you know, you better take another day. And I said, uh, today, Gordon Damer rule. Yeah, I'm good tomorrow to go. So uh, that's what happens with this stuff. Listen, I'm listening to you guys, you know, uh, come on and recap stuff. And I'm watching the Minnesota game. And I got a lot of stuff going on. And I'm thinking this town, and it's going to come back to the Knicks with me, it always does. And and the management and the scouting in this town. You know, you heard Kay today. I'm sure you guys heard him. And I even called, because I called yesterday. I literally called and I told him what to watch for, and he trusts my, he values my opinion. I appreciate that, and I value his because I used to go to the games, and you remember this, Larry. Uh, Michael was the only one tall enough to get the lights out of Patrick's eyes with the wet blue robe on. That's right. Remember those? I do. Guy in the back. I think he's <laughs> Patrick, close to the news. Patrick used to uh, say when they shine the light in his face, oh, he must be right, new. He don't but, know. <laughs> remember the buckets and the ice bags? Yeah, already? absolutely. Anyway, yep. God willing, we wish we had a passage now. Well, oh, what I saw yesterday reflects again on the scouting because I'll tell you, the one who's getting off easy here, but it's time now, on the 15th, is, is William Wesley and, and, and Leon Rose. You know, they better, I haven't heard Leon Rose talk but one time. I happen to know that personally from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, for a lifetime ago because of CAA. But I'm telling you something. What we saw yesterday is a dereliction of duty. I don't want to hear. Like Michael said today, he blew his cork, and I don't blame him. I don't want to hear back-to-back. I don't want to hear Fournier with food poisoning. I mean, come on. Show up. You know, show up. And and I broke down tape because I felt better today with my buddy Larry. If you would have mm-hmm. seen the breakdown chart, everyone was minus. Yep. Oh, be top of God, nice guy. I knew his father from Rucker. What the hell is he doing putting a ball between his legs? What was that? Oh, look, I, you know, I didn't really have a problem with it because I think he was trying to, like, get a little juice. Anything that the Knicks could have done to get a little juice, it was the problem was the other the other guys that were playing that didn't have the, the necessary. Gordon, uh, if he misses that, and, yeah, if he I makes mean, look, it, they may have to it. make it. And if they get a steal and make it three, it's a one-shot game. 
you can't do that. I, mean, I look, I love the kid. I love his energy. But I told Larry just today in the message, defensively, he's Kevin Knox. I mean, he can't identify. No, he's not that bad. No, yeah, no, he's not that bad. No, no. He, 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 well, he struggles. He, moves he does bit. struggle, Spike. He does. He's not Kevin Knox. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'll leave you with this. Thanks for the time. I, yes. I just, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you, I think I know the team pretty well. I think I know hoops pretty well. I don't mm-hmm. have a clue what I'm going to see tomorrow night because COVID, something in Toronto, and and uh, with uh, we call a break, and I don't wish any harm with COVID on DeRozan being out for the Bulls. That's a bad, bad break. Because, you know, it's 30 days, I think, now, right? Um, I don't know if it's I 30. I don't think it's 30, Spike. No, I don't think it's 30. It's 30 if, if you're in Canada. You can't, oh, in Canada, you yeah. Oh, okay. you, you might be right. Yeah. You might, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I can barely keep track of our own and, ra- laws and rules. Really? You know, like yeah. Canada is that's uh, and did we ever did we ever blow it not getting him in the free agency? Oh. Yeah, you did. Well, you did. Could, all right, you too, Spike. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Gordon, don't look now. Steals yeah, it, marched right back down the field, and run, got right? the two-point conversion. And they got the two-point, right? So all of a sudden, it's an eight-point game again. Look. That's right. With four minutes left. Right. And, and like, if I told you, you have your team has to come back from being down eight, and the other team, you get to pick who their quarterback is. Kirk Cousins' name would his name would roll <laughs> off your tongue pretty. You know, I don't know if it would be number one, but it would be pretty high up on the list. It sure would. It would be. It would be. Boy, how big, Gordon? How big does that touchdown by the Vikings look right now? Oh man, I, I, <sighs> you, you would have thought that like after you get that, that the other team might think, yeah, all right, you know what, maybe. It's not going to be our night, but they went right back down the field again. Watch right back down the right field. Right down. Boom, just like that. Joel's in the car. He's next on 98.7. Hey, guys, I'm listening to the show. I got a couple of things. One is, Larry, you'll remember me. I'm the guy that gave you the compliment that every time I hear you, for some reason, I go back to Carol Ramsey. And that's the best Yes, I remember that. I yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that. I listen to your – no, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Guys, listen, I got one more thing to say. You should be have to be loyal to Corbett's show. I hear Spike on three other stations during the day. He's not loyal. Let me get through that. And then the third <laughs> thing is, I want to talk about quarterback. And tell me if I'm wrong. How can a Hall of Famer in San Francisco back up a Hall of Famer? How can a Hall of Famer in Green Bay back up a Hall of Famer? It's because when and how can Matt Jones look so good and this guy looks so bad? And I'm going to tell you because I'm a quarterback. It's what system you've fallen. Steve Young waited five years to get on the field and became a first ballot Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers is going to go in the Hall of Fame backwards. He waited for Brett Favre, I think, four years. This guy, it's the program you're going to. How come Cam Newton didn't make it in, in New England but yet shined in Carolina? Because the system is not set for some of these guys. So this guy could be as good as he can. And we can only hear about him on, on Saturday morning because BYU played on Friday night, and we only heard the good things. But if you're not in the right system, guys, you're not going to flourish. I don't care who you are. Brady flourished because he won and wound up in the Matt Jones scenario. He's in the only system that works for him. Your thoughts? Thanks for the well, phone call, Joel. Go ahead, Gordon. I, look, I mean, yes, of course, you have to have talent around you, but, I mean – the, 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 I mean, if this is a, a question about Zach Wilson, even with the talent around him, he looked complete. I mean, he looked as lost as you could be at times. 
He was completely overwhelmed by the position. He, at times, did not look like he was an NFL quarterback. Now, yes, I think that not many people were expecting to come in and hit the ground running because he is playing with a bad team, but he his level of play was so bad, it was glaring. It stood out that he was really struggling to that degree. And, you know, I, I get it. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Favre for a very long time. That's that's not a night. Like, what are you going to do, right? Like, if you're the Jets, all right, we're going to draft this guy and we're going to sit him for two years while he's a rookie? And and they, they set it up this way for a reason. They felt confident that he would be able to, to take his bumps and take his lumps now and find his way over the course of the season because the Jets, again, weren't playing for anything this year and it's not worked out that way. No, it hasn't. And look, the, yeah, and guess what, Gordon? If he had sat for two years when he came, he would have been better. Maybe he'd be just as bad. I don't know. You like, know, right? Like you, you have to, you have to get your hands on it too, though, right? You got to mm-hmm. get your, yeah. you got to get your hands in the dirt uh, yep. and, and and play and and find out. Um, you know, like there's guys who have gone to bad situations and they've turned it. Like Joe Burrow went to a bad mm-hmm. situation. You feel pretty good about where, and he had a bad injury last year. Justin Herbert, you feel pretty good about where he's at right now. You know, there's guys that they come in and they, they, they find their way even after the, the struggles that every rookie at any position are going to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. So, and guess what? We still don't know. He could, Zach Wilson may turn out to be a really, really oh, talented quarterback. We still absolutely. don't know. You know yeah, but, no. but there's no question he wasn't as prepared as they thought he was. No. Nowhere that's, close. That's the, and that's what Spike is talking about when he talks about the scouting. Okay? He wasn't as ready. And... Gordon, he needed the veteran quarterback in there. He it needed the veteran it, it quarterback. It could not have hurt, right? Like, I, I don't know how much it would have helped, but it certainly could not have hurt, right? After you getting to see what, in hindsight, being 2020, clearly they should have had somebody in that room to kind of help him along the way. Especially after the coach passed away, who they thought was going to have right. that, have that yep. job situation to handle that. Should have made the adjustment. Chopster. It's ESPN New York tonight. Freddie Fitz at the top of the hour on 987 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Let's head back to the phones. Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Buddha. Hey, what's going on, guys? Buddha. Listen, Papa Large, man, you're not being loyal, man. You're on three different stations. And you know how I know you're not being loyal? Because I'm not being loyal because I'm listening to those three other stations. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good point. Good point. Please. All right. Listen. You know, watching these Vikings, there's two things that come to mind, man. You know, Gordon, I heard you earlier. You were talking about, um, you know, Mike Zimmer. He's on the hot seat. and He's definitely going to be ready to go this year. You know, for a Dolphins fan and myself included as a Jets fan, you would sign up for the last four years that the Vikings had. 2017, 13-3, playoff win versus Saints, lose to the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, lose to the Eagles, excuse me, who ended up winning the Super Bowl. Then in um, 2018, they went 7-8-1. 2019, at 10-6, they beat the Saints again on the road, and then they lose to the 49ers who go to the Super Bowl. Last year, they're 7-9. I mean, this year... You don't know where they're going. That, that NFC is, is top-heavy. 
they can still possibly make the playoffs. So, you know, who are we to be criticizing that? Listen, I like Robert Sala a lot. I'll take Mike Zimmer's last four years as opposed to what I've seen here the last four years. I'll tell you that. Well, look, if that's the bar, right, I mean, then nobody gets fired, right? Like Urban Meyer, (laughs) that's the only guy who's losing his job, right? I mean, uh, so, no, I hear what you're saying, but every coach has a shelf life, and he's been there. He's probably been there 10 years, right? He's been no, there a he long time. There, he's been there about what six years. I think he's been there six years. But what I'm saying is the last he's been there years, eight years. He went to the playoffs and won a playoff game every other year. And I'm not saying like he's a great coach, but what I'm saying is, listen, forget about the Jets. There's about 20 teams in the league that would take that ratio. But anyway, you know, second point I wanted to make was about um, this young man Justin Jefferson. As you were speaking about earlier, Gordon, he might be the best wide receiver in the Absolutely. game. He's up there, top three, top four, mm-hmm. whatever. But just his his play and the player that he is, it kind of reinforces something to me that I've always like been a stickler for. But I always hear this nonsense about how you know you got to draft for need. You know, when your team is really bad, like with no, the Jets have been, mm-hmm. you draft the best player available. And the reason why I say that to you is, all right, let's take Jefferson out of it. You got CeeDee Lamb, you got Patrick Queen, you got Xavier McKinney and Jonathan Taylor, along with Justin Jefferson. They all have one thing in common. And you know what that one thing in common was? Second they were drafted behind McLeod Beckton. <laughs> and you see, this is the problem I have with the general manager, with – the approach to what we're trying to do and everything. They're going to screw this up again. All right, we need to, like, we have to get the linemen from Iowa. No, you don't. You need to get the best player who's available. And, you know, as much as people like to say, uh, like, Elijah Moore was a good pick and Bryce Hall was a good yeah, they're good picks, but Elijah Moore is not Justin Jefferson. So to miss on a player like that, to miss on those last four players, I said, you know, it doesn't give me a lot of hope for, for what's going to happen moving forward, man. And, you know, it, it, and, and it pisses me off, man. Like, this, this thing about what the Jets is like, we just got to be happy with whatever we get. Why? Why? Beckton is fat, lazy, overweight, which is the same thing as fat, excuse me. But, I mean, come on. That's a bust pick, and you know it. Well, look, I mean, that was the that, that was the thing about him is he's, he's this big, huge guy, right? Like, he's this mountain of a man, but, like, how long is that guy going to play? Is he going to be able to stay healthy at that size? And, and it's come back to bite the Jets, no question. Um, when he's been out there, he's looked pretty good, but that was the short sample size last year. And then this year's really been kind of a disaster for him, right? It started in training camp with – with, with some of the issues he had there and, um, you know, the coaches calling him out on some of the stuff. But, um, yeah, it does not look like the great pick that we were all hailing it uh, uh, that it was when it was first made. And why why are Mosley and May still on the team past the trade deadline? You see, this is the stupidity that I'm – stupidity, excuse me. The stupidity that I'm talking about. For what are you keeping C.J. Mosley for? For what? The Marcus May got hurt. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. No, May, especially May. They have no intent. I mean, their, no. their chance to sign May long-term was last offseason. They didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have thought that that would have been the time to, to move them here. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, with all due respect to Marcus May, I mean, it's like a, a deck chair on the Titanic. I mean, there's nothing that he was going to be able to do single-handedly to change this. So, yeah, uh, missed opportunities there for the Jets. Both no question. Of them. You're right. All right, Buddha. Thanks Both for the phone time. call.
Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, maybe they felt, Gordon, that they had the feelers out for C.J. Mosley, didn't get a, what they wanted, and maybe they figured they'll wait till the end of the season and make a move. So, you know, we have to wait and see what they're going to do. It, it is <laughs> it is going to be interesting to see what they decide to do because here's the thing, Gordon, <laughs> they got a lot of needs. They got a lot of holes. They got yep. a lot of holes. A lot, lot of, of holes. They have a lot of picks. Um, they have a lot of – it looks like they're going to have a bunch of cap space again. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, given the moves that they've made and booted and bring it up there, but, you know, the Corey Davis move not yeah. really worked out. Nope. Um, you know, and, and this is like going to be the third year where the Jets can tell, wow, we got all this cap space. Well, you had the cap space the last two years and you haven't done anything with it. Yeah. And what you did with it hasn't worked. No. It hasn't no. worked. And you know what, Gordon? You got to be real. It, it's real tough to figure that out in the National Football League. It's not easy. To you know, to get the right people, you know, you it's hard to buy a championship in the National Football League. You can do it in baseball. You can even do it in basketball. Gordon, you can't do it in football. Can't do it. Well, you have to have some base of talent, and unfortunately, the Jets don't really have that big of a base of talent. Now, I like some of the picks they made last year, but I mean, they're really operating. I mean, they have a real deficit. I mean, they are coming from from nowhere. So, until they get more talent on this team adding pieces in free agency is going to be very hard to do because like what free agent is going to want to come to this kind of situation you're, and exactly. you're going to be overpaying for them and all that type of stuff. So yeah, they got uh, a lot of work to do. They do. And, and that's why it's unfortunate. They end up getting second and third tier free agents. You know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're not getting the top free agents and they're paying, you know, they're overpaying for the second and third tier free agents. It's not helping them out. It's not getting them to where they need to go. Can you believe that this game is coming down to one final play? Now, it might have already taken place because I have the direct TV and it's a no, little no, bit No, 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 there's two seconds left. Okay, still, that's what I have, Larry. That's yeah. what I, I have two seconds left, too. There you go. But it has to get back from space, so it takes a little while. To <laughs> I'm sorry, three seconds left. We, we, oh, we they, they moved another second back on the clock. Look that's at that. It. That's it. And the, I mean, and the Steelers are at the 12. Oh, my. Could you imagine betting this game? <laughs> the, the line was Vikings minus three and a half. Yeah. But you, so if you go to overtime, chances are you're going to lose it. Well, they can't because they don't have time to get there. And there's the touchdown. Oh, he dropped it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll see it in like 10 minutes. Here we go. Oh, here Three, we go. Back to pass. Two, one. Oh, wow. And the tight end, he is a very reliable target for Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. But they would have lost by one anyway because they had no time left to go for two. Oh, yeah. Well, look, um, Vikings game, had it though. all the way, Larry. Had yeah. it all the way. Never a doubt. <laughs> Never a doubt. Oh, that touchdown. That touchdown killed him. That big touchdown that, that, that the, the Vikings got in the second, in the fourth quarter, that saved the day. Saved the day. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.